Black Stoners. Welcome to Stoner Talk. I am your host, B.C. Alright. And today, Stoners, we're going to talk about something that, that that's really close and personal to me. So we're going to get a lot complex. I'm going to let y'all enter into my life right here. We're going to talk about something that needs to be addressed in today's world, if you will. We're going to talk about something that I thought was the simplest thing in the world. What we're going to talk about is friends, family, and foes. Which is which? All right. Let me light my thing. Mm. Anyways, hold on. Get the torch. So, anyways. Okay, stoners. Welcome back. Uh, I know a few of you listening and was like, um, Yo, yo, punk ass said you was going to do it every Saturday and you didn't show up for a few weeks. Listen, man, um, don't believe me when I say I'm going to follow a schedule. <laughs> I'm sorry, stoners, but um, I am a true stoner. I'm only on time for work because they pay me. You know, and if you listen to my earlier podcast, you know, um, y'all are who pay me. This podcast, I make not one dime. I used to, but not one dime off of this podcast. If y'all show love, y'all show love. I do this at the, at the, you know, well, I started this podcast. You know why I started this podcast, stoners, you know, the vent. But anyways, that's not the here, no that. Um, friends, family, foe. I use that order because that's the, that's the dynamic of where people go with us when you first meet somebody you consider them a friend when they make an impact in your life you consider them family and as soon as they do something messed up they're a foe that sounds simple enough right stoners wrong i don't follow that logic at all you know um i don't believe in the family that you're born in okay stoners that that is just location 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 i'm i'm here to tell you all right let me start all over let me let me explain to y'all let me explain to y'all why i said friends family foe which is which if i ask you who is your family you would in turn say your cousin your brother your mom right but that's blood relatives. Who is your family? And once you understand the question, you will start thinking about the friends you have made over the time period. And do you consider them family? And then you put your own definition of what family is behind that. Huh? I, if I say, well, who is your foe? Who is your enemy out here? And you will start mentioning people you got problems with. And then if you really start to dig, some of them people you'll realize they didn't even know y'all was beefing, so they don't have no problem with you, so they're not a foe. Or if you take the time to go talk to that person, 
They'll tell you something about yourself that lets you know why they're your foe. Hey, yo, bro, you're a good dude and all, but, uh, man, the way you be hitting on your woman, I can't be around that. Oh, damn, I didn't, I didn't know, dog. Look, my bad, man. Look, I don't mean to do it. And you get a dialogue going. I'm, that's just a hypothetical, right? See, so a foe can really be your friend, right? A friend can really be your family, right? And family is interchangeable. They can be friends or foe. Hmm? Now I'm going to let you into my life. Um, if somebody asks me, who are your friends? I, by the definition I just gave y'all stoners, I would say I have three friends in this whole world. Three. I have Boogie. No, I'm lying. I'm lying. I have four. I have four. It's just so weird to say that. I'm 36 years old. I've been around. I'm a battle rapper. I'm very sociable, but I literally only consider four people my actual friends. And that's Zoe, Paul, Young B, and goddamn Boogie, the book dog. And I can go down a laundry list of things why I consider these people, you know, my friends. And in my definition, that would be my family. And it's not just because if I need something, they got me. But it's because they have never turned their back on me. Our relationship, our friendship means more than certain petty things that go, you know, with being out here in this world. Each one of those people has told me to my face, hey, yo, BC, you doing this? I don't like that you're doing this. And if you're if you want to continue to be friends with me, I need that to change, brother. So I didn't look inside myself. You know, what's more important? My pride and ego of keeping what's mine? Or do I want to help my friend to be more comfortable around me? Well, obviously it's the latter. I mean, that's how I was raised. You take care of your family so your family can take care of you. You keep your enemies close. You keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. Right? But you never turn your back on your friends Because that's your family You know what I'm saying That's how I feel Now I'm going through a little something right now With a, a very close personal friend of mine Somebody that I really love uh, uh, And I used past tense Because this is the third time this person has done this to me Right and I know I'm probably going to get some phone calls and text messages And I'm here if he's listening I'm here to say right now I will not answer not one phone call I will not answer not one text you know what I'm saying? I'm not no little kid. I'm not gonna block you. You know what I'm saying? That, that makes no sense. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not involving myself anymore. You know. Now let me explain what's going on as as as, as best I possibly can, but as vague as I possibly can. I have a very close personal friend, and I have been reaching out to this this friend since New Year's Eve. You know. Now. You know, he has his own life. He has a family, so he he shakes and moves. He, I'm, I'm not expecting him to be there, you know, at the drop of a hat whenever I need him. So my first thought was, dang, something must be going on with my dog. Let me figure out what it is, right? Nothing's going on with him, you know? For some reason, he iced me out, which is fine. If you don't rock with me no more, that's fine, right, stoners? You should never... Blame somebody for choosing something for their life to make their life better, right? But what I do blame people for 
when you call somebody your brother, you love them, you, you take care of them, that's your dog, whatever they have you. Communication is such a beautiful thing. Communication is such a beautiful thing. And the reason why I bring this up, Stoner, is because us as a as a, as a species, as a society, everything has an expiration date on it in our eyes. Love, family, friends, everything. Nothing is forever. You can look your quote-unquote close personal friend in the eye. Let him know I love you and I'm going to hold you down, my nigga. But if he do one thing to step out of your little boundaries, instead of you, if it bothers you that much, bringing it to that friend's attention and then let him decide, hey, do you want to change or not? But see, people... They interchangeable with friends. The one thing I really hate to see, and I'm, I'm going to get to my point as I go along in the podcast, so please just bear with me. The one thing I really hate to see is two friends, and I, I know two people like this, uh, the homie Boogie, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have a friend you've been knowing since the pot. Uh, and for my other fans out there, when I say the pot, I mean, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, as a kid, going to the potty. You've been knowing them since a toddler. Yeah, that's New Orleans slang, but whatever. Um... And as an adult, y'all are not friends anymore. Y'all have been friends since kids, elementary, middle school, high school. And now as an adult, because now you have different values and you look at the world a little bit differently. You think everybody in your life, especially the people that's been in your life, is expendable. That's impossible. I take my close personal friends very seriously and why cause everybody needs somebody sometimes see here's the thing stoners I don't argue with my friends why cause I don't put my friends in situations they're not supposed to be huh prime example um if I called Zoe, right? And I said, yo, Zoe, I need a favor, bro. I need you to loan me like $400, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm putting my friend in a position that I know he don't want to be in. Because A, even if he had it, he's just like me. Man, look, I ain't giving you shit, boy. What you need that for? He about to investigate. He about to put his badge on. Why you need it? Who you pinning it on? Do you desperately need it? Like, if I don't give it to you right now, you, you messed up? And I understand that because I would be the same way. So understanding that, right, I would never ask him for, for financial help or anything like that. Because I understand what type of friend he is. Zoe, right, is one of my oldest friends. Zoe, you know, he is me. I can say the same thing about Young B, but Young B is me on a calmer side, on a, on a more smooth side, on a more intellectual side. But he understands and accepts me. Zoe is exactly who he thinks the way I think. He moves the way I move. You know? We understand each other 
to, to, to a point where sometimes we don't even have to talk and we know exactly what each other is thinking. That's why I have him as a friend because just his existence lets me know I am not alone out here. I have somebody that thinks exactly like I think, so I'm not crazy. Hmm. B is like I say, B accepts me. He's just like me, but he's more smooth with. He's more, you know what I'm saying? He's more level headed. You know? But he's also a frugal motherfucker. <laughs> Shout out B. So I would never put him in that position either. Unless I know he got it. And it's not just financial, it's any type of help whatsoever. See, this is the this is the misconception people have with, with the friends you create. Your friends are not there to help you. That sounds crazy, huh? But it is what it is. Your friends are not there to help you. They are there, right, to either inspire or, excuse me, either inspire or physically and or mentally get you, excuse me, oh my God, the bourbon. Get you to a place where you wasn't yesterday. Elevate your way of thinking. Elevate your way of moving. All in all, keeping your life rich and happy. That's what your friends are supposed to be there for. It's when you start putting different pressures on your friends that they don't need. You know, all of you, you, you can't pay rent. So you call it when your pot is, man, you mind if I stay on your couch? Of course your friend gonna let you stay on his couch. But do he want you there? Hell no. Nah. See, now he got to deal with changing the way he move in his house because you ain't nothing now. You know what I'm saying? Now his girl going to get aggravated because sometimes she might want to walk around the house naked. You know what I'm saying? But now she can't because you ain't. So even though you literally are standing in that little bitty corner, you're not bothering anybody. You're bothering the whole house. So now you got your one, you got your friend in a position he don't want to be in because he don't want to tell you no. But at the same time, he don't want to be it. Uh, he don't want you there. So he takes the lesser evil. I don't want my partner on the street. But unbeknownst to him, he's actually killing the friendship because he will get aggravated too. This is just life experiences. I learned how to keep my close personal friends close and personal. Paul, he is nothing like me. The total antithesis of who I am. But there's three things I will always say about Paul and it's always been the same way since I met my dog. He's honest. Okay? He's truthful. Those are two different things. Being honest and being truthful are two different things. You know what I'm saying? I can tell you, I can look at a woman, I can tell you and say, hey, you're beautiful. That is the truth. But you need to lose that gut. That's being honest. That's my point. So he's honest. He's truthful. Right? And when I need him, he's there. It doesn't matter what the situation is. Spiritual, physical, financial. Hell, just to shoot the shit. Paul, my nigga King Poe, is one of those guys, you know, and not saying none of my other friends is not people I can count on, but if I hit him up and said, hey, yo, bro, I'm in a bind. I need insert whatever here. He will feel bad if he can't help me. Huh? Y'all ain't hear me. If I ask for something, anything, he will feel bad that he can't help me. 
You need friends in your life like that. Okay? And Boogie, Boogie is my stoner bro. Like, he's just... When I first met Dog, we were about to battle each other. You know what I'm saying? We sat in the backseat of his whip, or his friend's whip, and this is when we were smoking on Reggie. We smoked like, oh my God, how many, how many blunts? Like, then a 10, 15. And that's not, I'm not exaggerating. And then we went on stage and whatever, whatever happened. You know what I'm saying? But ever since then, you know what I'm saying? That has been my dog. Call him up. He calls me up. You know what I'm saying? My kids know and like him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a cool guy. Right? Now, I said, I introduce you to my four, my four personal friends that keep me happy. Right? If something happens that, if any of them do something that makes me agitated, mad, or straight up say, you know what, fuck this dude. I'm not going to say it or just act a certain way and hope he they get the point. No, because whatever we're going through, nothing's more important than the friendship. See, I keep people around me. And there's a reason why I'm saying all this, and it, it'll come to conclusion at the end of the podcast, people. But I keep people around me that are either A, doing better, so they can inspire me to do better, or they're on the same plane that I am, but the same elevation I'm going. When I first met um, the guy I'm talking about, the reason for this podcast, I was sleeping on park benches, Stoner, about the playground to be exact. I was on MySpace one time, and I ain't got a house, but I, got, I had MySpace. Um, I was on MySpace at one point, and I met this guy. His name was Dustin Kennedy. Real good dude. I consider him a friend also. You know what I'm saying? But I met him. You know what I'm saying? Cool cat. Hey, I needed a place to go. He was like, man, come on up in here. You got, I got you for a few days, man. It's cool. A few days turned to a couple years. I'm not even joking. And then the next thing you know, I met the guy... That I'm talking about for this podcast That was like 13, 14 years ago And for some reason He has not reached out When, I, um, when he goes live I get on his live I'm like yo what's going on bro everything alright He turns it off completely Alright Now I don't mind putting forth effort to save something that I believe is worth saving, right? But I'm also not going to chase the dog's tail. I'm not going to go in circles, you know? Because at the end of the day, right? And this this is what it is. At the end of the day, I love B. I love Zoe. I love fucking Boogie. And I love Paul. But my family is the most important thing. So when when people act a certain way around me that is unpleasant or if they say, you know what, I ain't messing with you no more, it doesn't hit as hard with me anymore. Don't get me wrong, I feel some type of way because I'm an empath, I care. But it doesn't hit as hard as people would want it to hit because once I go home, I have a house full of people who genuinely love me. So I do not care. 
I'm not a guy that goes out in the streets and da 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 da. I'm in the house. If I'm not at work or at a battle, I'm in the house. You know? So, I don't care. But, if I consider you a brother, a friend, like, so, Paul, you know what I'm saying? Remember these names. Remember how I started the podcast? People you've been knowing for years that know you, that accept who you are, want to see you do better, and has never snaked you, you don't just let friends like that go. This man seen me come up from a park bench to what I have today. Let me um, side note. Let me I'm very proud of my house. I love my my, my neighborhood where I live. Like I live, literally live in a quiet neighborhood. I have a three bedroom house on an acre of land. This is great. But man, I'm looking at the side of my house. I need a pressure washer. That's neither here nor there. It just sucks. But anyways, my point is, is that I elevate. I've never been a stagnant person. I'm not just gonna sit around and wait for something to happen. I'm gonna try, 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 try until I can't try anymore. In other words, I think after 14 years of friendship, right, you, a man that you can consider a brother, you should come to me. Yo, BC, this is what's going on, bro. I've been seeing you reaching out. Da, 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 da. Now, a lot of people may say I'm in my feelings. I need to relax and blah, 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 blah. No, I don't relax. I'm one of those guys that cut my nose off to spite my face. Because the face needs to learn. Oh, and I'll never attach the nose either. The nose is gone. Once it's gone, it's gone. Okay? Maya Angelou says it best. If they show you who they are, believe them. And I believe you. I just don't agree with how things are handled. People like to just stop talking to people. People just like to let people out of their lives. You really think your life is that enriched with people, good people around you that want to see you doing well and want to help you elevate. You think you have that many people in your life? I guarantee you, everybody on this planet, there's 7 billion people on this planet, Stoners. Everybody, you can hang out with a whole gang of niggas. You probably got only a handful of people who actually care about you. And then when you look at them, you see somebody who's about something. They got a job house they got responsibilities they are a productive citizen and hell even if they in the game at least they're elevating with that they're doing something okay and i said all that to say this you would think a guy like me and i, I call it braggadocious or not but you would think a guy like me who always has an, another idea who's always elevating uh, and wants nothing but the best for his friends. I would think I would make it super duper easy. I'm very inviting. Talk to me. You know, we need to stop this whole. Excuse me, I'm sorry. The mic. We need to stop this whole. You know, I don't need nobody. Or oh, oh my God, the greatest one ever, especially since New Year's just passed. New Year, new me. I'm about to drop this person. I ain't talking to that person. I ain't talking to this person. I ain't doing that. I've never had a New Year's resolution, Stoners. I've never seen a New Year be like, man, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. 
and then either do it or don't. Mm-mm. I have a New Year's resolution every time I have I have to think of something. If I see something in my life that needs to be changed, I change it. If I see something that I, I think I can do and I want it, I go get it. Now, I said all that, and I hope I made myself so super duper clear, Stoners. I said all that so we can get to this point. I'm going to light my thing back. I got kind of emotional for a second. Um, It's like this. I've realized in my travels on this planet, and it ain't like I really travel anywhere, but in my, in my life experience... I've realized that, um, and shout out Sonny from the movie The Bronx Tale, you know, um, I just seen it a couple days ago on YouTube, it's pretty good, pretty good movie, pretty, pretty good movie, um, but like Sonny says, nobody cares, nobody cares, that's harsh, ain't it, but nobody cares, you know what I'm saying, you, I know you think you want people to care, if something happens to you, you want people to care. The things that you care about, you want people to care about. But this is what I have done, you know, stoners. I have literally taken it upon myself to realize what I have, what I'm trying to achieve, and everything else. If you want to be there, I'll be here. Be here. I will not stop you. But if you don't want to be here, I won't stop that either but I will stop the return let me explain why I'm one of those guys that's very unforgiving I hold grudges and I never forget not only because my Angela said you know they show you who you are believe them I know how I am and I especially know how I used to be huh I was very grimy back in the Gap Stoners. And a lot of people who considered me friends, I did a lot of grimy things to them. But they would still consider me friends. So in my mind, I'm like, well, I mean, if this is how it is, this is how it is, I guess it's cool. See, I noticed inside myself, there's a little dormant of evil. So I had to change that. Not only did I have to change it, I have to change the way I accept people doing that. In other words, you'll have somebody do something to you, right? That you don't like. That really affects you. They won't change it. They don't care. And you'll forgive them. Nah, don't worry about it, dog. But guess what? What's stopping them from doing it again? Huh? Whatever they did to you to upset you, they didn't apologize, they didn't reconcile, and you are the only person that had, and you're the only person that don't have closure in the whole situation. So if need be, what's stopping them from doing whatever they did to you again? That's how I think about it. See, I was blessed with the woman that I have, but cursed with the mindset. Because yes, I have cheated on my woman multiple times when we first started going out. And she has forgiven me for all my indiscretions. 
and I've said this to her, and I've said it in front of her friends and my friends and everything, but if she cheats, even once, not only am I gone, I'm going to be the pettiest man in the world. I'm going to take, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to slice her tires. I'm going to take all the backs off her earrings. I'm going to take all the keys off her key ring and literally take every individual key and, and Easter egg hide them all over the house. That's the double-edged sword of living with me, right? And yes, I know that's wrong. Hey, she's forgiving you. I mean, if she slip up, you got to forgive her. No. But what I can do is change who I am and, and, and what energy I let in my life so I can match her energy. She's a faithful, good woman. I need to be a faithful, good man. So instead of giving her time to make it even, how about I, she give me time to make it even. Y'all get where I'm going with this, stoners? I don't believe in second chances. When people get, when I've never, let me say this again, I have never gotten a second chance at anything. Huh? Think about any aspect of my life, stoners. Women, work, money, about anything. I get one shot at it. I'm either the greatest and I'm there or it's never to be seen again. That's how my life is. And I guess that's why I'm so comfortable with not worrying about second chances. So I got me something that's forever. I got four brothers that I rock with and that rock with me and that has never turned their back on me. I have a good woman that rocks with me and has never turned her back on me. I have a house. I have kids. You know what I'm saying? I know most of them love me and like me some of them they just look at me like all right yeah you daddy but i swear to god i tell my daughters i love you a million times a day i might get two or three but um that's not the here nor there my point is my life right is not about anything except for the relationships and the and 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 what i build inside of it everything outside of my life i really i don't care I only care if you're with me. I really hope I'm being clear about this. Friendships are not only needed, they are expected as a human species. We are the only species on this planet that fail to believe we can do everything by ourselves. We don't need a pack. We don't need a woman. We don't need a man. I don't need nobody. I was born in this world alone. I'm going to die alone. That's not true. When you were born, you had doctors and people around you. Huh? When you die, hopefully you got your, you know what I'm saying? You, you got the way people, all people want to die old with your family around you. Oh hell, maybe you die young in the streets and you got strangers around you. There's always going to be people around you. You're never going to do anything by yourself. So why exclude people, especially people you've been knowing your whole life that accepts your win, your winning personality? And your flaws, stoners. See, that's what I look at when I when I um, consider these four brothers my friends. You know what I'm saying? Some people that I really look up to. You know, the flaws. I'm I I have a very bad temper. A very bad temper, and I know this. You know what I'm saying? 
I try to smoke it all the way, but sometimes it gets the better of me. I like to joke at the most inappropriate times. Because I don't, I don't like to be sad, so, you know, if you tell me your girl just broke up with you, I'm going to try and crack a joke. You may laugh, you might hit me. I don't know. I'm the most frugal person in the world. I don't buy myself nothing. You know? So don't ask me for money. Because I got it, but I ain't got it. I speak my mind if I have it to speak. I don't believe in street code. See, I said all this to say this. These are things that people would consider a flaw. Like, oh, man, it's weird and blah, 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 blah. My close friends, the, the them, them gentlemen that I mentioned, they accept those. They're not trying to change me. They just accept them. That's, that's just who BC is. You know? That's what I look at more than anything. Anybody could, could uh, you know what I'm saying? Could, could smile in the sunshine. But can you accept the rain? Or, you know, I'll make a better analogy. If you pray for rain, you're going to enjoy it when it comes. But can you deal with the mud? And my point is, stoners, is that that's what your friends are there for. A, to make you, to, so, so that you know, you're not alone out here. You got, you got somebody. You're never alone. B, you may have flaws, but you're an all right person. Everybody wants that validation from everybody. You want to be enough. I don't care who you are. You want to be enough. Maybe it's for your spouse. Maybe it's for your spouse. Maybe it's for your job. You know what I'm saying? For me, because of the way I came up, which was very unsettling and very hard, um, I never had family. Let me, let, me, let me explain that. I've always had my mom, my dad. I had cousins. I had aunts. Blah, 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 blah. But we wasn't family-orientated. You know? There was no... One house we all gathered up to every Thanksgiving and Christmas. You don't have family reunions. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's a, it's so hard to say, it sucks to say this, but my family, and as I'm talking about my whole family, we don't act like a family. We act like we're very cool with each other. You know, like the level of respect and the level of um, um, camaraderie and the level of just all around being there. My family doesn't have it. And it's not their fault because, you know, it's the environment that we grow. We didn't grow up like that. I mentioned this in earlier podcast. You know, we do the best we can. But I said I did say this. I said all that to say this. See, I never had that family-oriented thing. That, honey, I'm home. Okay, cool. Look, I'm about to start cooking. It'll be done. About to go take a shower. All right, yeah, I'm gonna be in the room. Hey, kids, what's going on with you? Man? I never had that family thing. 
One of my friends taught me how to ride a bike. One of my friends taught me how to fight. I taught myself how to shave. What I didn't learn, I learned from TV. You know? So that's why in my adult life, that's what I hold dear to me. My family is something that I've never had, that I've always wanted. I always wanted a home with my family in it, my PlayStation, my bucket of weed, and I'm chilling. That's all I ever wanted. Because remember, Stoners, I came from a park bench, blistering cold, newspapers in my shoes. I used to go by my friend's house, embarrassed because I smelled like a pounder outside. And then jealous at the same time, because I walk into that like, little one or two bedroom apartment, I'm like, man, this is... Oh man, I'd be so happy just to have that corner over there. My nigga got the PlayStation chilling, his girl in the kitchen whipping it up. This is I, 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 I was envious of, of most of my people that I go by that I, you know, take showers by and blah blah blah. I wanted it so bad, and now that I have it, nothing else matters. I bring with me what I can, and you can share my life if you want. And that's what Zoe, that's what uh, uh, Boogie, that's what Paul, and that's what B do. See, it sounds messed up because I'm saying that nobody else matters. It's just about my family. But if you listen, all I'm saying is, is that when it comes to my level of, well, Lord, what are you out here? What's your reason? Why are you out here? My family. And the reason why I'm happy to be doing what I'm doing is I got my dogs with me, my boys. I've been knowing Paul since I was 12. I met Zoe when I was, what, 17, 18? I met Boogie, uh, like, a few years ago, like, maybe, uh, like, five, six years ago, maybe seven. Huh? And I've been knowing B since I was, like, 16. History and, and the foundation of friendship. You know? You can meet somebody who's cool as hell with you today. Give them a year and let them really know who you are. Can y'all really still be friends? Can you be yourself around these people? Or do you, do you have to modify or straight up change your character just to fit in with them? Because I'm not going to do it. I'm not about to change who I am, right? Just to accommodate you when you have to make no such changes. You know? I don't judge people. I don't try to change nobody. You know? I hate guns. Paul got a lot of them. I really do. I hate guns. Paul got a lot of them. But guess what? He keeps all them things in the closet when I go to the crib. And we never talk about them. That's his business. You know? Zoe temper is worse than mine. And that's, a lot of people don't know me, Stone. Y'all don't really know me, know me. But for the people that are listening to this podcast, they know me. My temper can get real. I'll destroy everything in the house just to prove a point. And then you better leave me alone. Zoe will destroy the house. Okay? And people listening to this like, oh, my God, tripping. I am not tripping. Okay? I am not tripping. I got so many stories of Zoe's temper, it's crazy. But I accept him 
you know, because so, like I said, so me and so think a lot, think alike, we move the same, and my nigga has always had my back, I can think of so many times, shit off the top of my head, when I was homeless out there, shaking and moving, his mama wouldn't let me in the house, right, she was like, nah, he can't come in here, so what did Zoe do? He stayed out there with me outside all night in the car. He slept in the car. He got a warm bed up there. Mom telling him to come inside. Nah, I'm not leaving my dog out here by himself. He didn't have to do that. I'm way much older than him, and I would have been okay. I got thousands of moments like that with Zoe. And I all those things stay in my mind because that's that he's showing me who he is. He's loyal. He rocks with me. And I believe him. A million stories with B. A million stories with uh Paul. A million stories with um fucking Boogie. That's why I keep them close. And I got a million stories about the guy that inspired this podcast. Right? But as I tell them stories, I will also start to tell, show you who he is. Now I'm not saying he's a bad person. But he's he's very fickle. Cause this has happened. This this little dispute we're going through right now has happened plenty of times. And I've always brushed it off because I always held myself accountable. You know, maybe it was me that did this, that's why he acting like that. Maybe it's this and did it that. But now it is so blatantly like, what the hell did I do to you? Why are you giving me the cold shoulder, bro? Because because of my work schedule podcasting schedule streaming schedule and just having a family i don't see people <laughs> stoner okay i don't have that type of lifestyle i don't see you i'll talk to you every day on the phone or through social media and maybe we can set up a situation where i come come through and holler at you but i may see i haven't seen b in months i've i, I think i seen Zo a couple of days ago uh i talked to paul every day i haven't seen him in a couple months you know because i work I have a lot going on, you know? So I said, I'd like to say this. I didn't, I don't have time to do anything in your life that would upset it, aggravate it, or mess it up. And we had just literally just finished talking. So I'm, I'm hurt because stoners, friends should not be taken lightly. You know, friends, your woman, family, all that, that should not be taken lightly. Knock on wood, but if the day tomorrow cat decides to leave me, I'm gonna need my boys. But guess what? Once I realized what this guy was doing and how he was moving and how he just saying, man, fuck you, okay, cool, I went and talked to my woman. You know? And she felt the same way I felt. Like, damn, no, not him. I mean, y'all was cool. What, what, what happened? Would you do something to that? Like, I don't know. I didn't do anything. He just won't answer my phone. He won't say anything. He just left it alone. First thing she said was, that's all right, baby. Don't worry about it. I mean, maybe he's just going to do something. It's all good. But I don't look at it like that. I don't give it it's all good. I am now giving it, that's your choice, brother. If you feel like I'm a bad influence in your life in any shape, form, or fashion, I will not be in your life, brother. You know? 
I am like again, I am 36 years old. April 5th, I will be 37. I am trying to build something here to where either by the time my kids become tangible citizens and they're like in middle school, high school, all that good stuff, I have built something that financially and 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 legacy-wise they can they can move off of. And if I can't get it financially for them, at the very least, I'm trying to build a legacy that they can move on. Oh, your dad, BC? Oh, okay. I'll get a couple doors open that wouldn't be open for them just because I'm their father. I'm trying to make connections, trying to do things. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to set up me and my woman and then set up my kids for the long haul. So when people do things like this, I acknowledge it. I acknowledge the pain inside of myself. Okay, Stoner? I analyze it, I pray about it, and then I ask myself, what would you, what do you want to do? And I literally said, then I thought about it, I was like, man, look, I'm, I'm always ready to accept accountability because, you know, like I said, the first half of my life, man, I, I felt like I was never wrong. And in every situation I was wrong. <laughs> So I always lead off with, did I do something? See, but this time, you know, I didn't. So the moral of the story is this, stoners. When you got somebody special in your life, whether it be friend, family, or your girl or whatever have you, don't just be so quick to let them people go. Because you never know when you're going to need them And you never know when they're going to need you Please follow me on all my social medias At Mr. Super Duper BC That's M-R-S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-B-C Or, you know, you can hit me up on YouTube That's Stoner Talk It is what it is Or follow me on TikTok Stone Guy 451 I'm out here, man I'm trying to make things happen and listen, stoners, um, love and friendship are very fragile things. They're very fleeting things. But they're also things that people take for granted. And we need both of them. We need love and we need friendship. There's 7 billion people on this earth. But ain't it so funny how even with 7 billion people on this earth at some point in time you can still feel alone so during those times remember the people that love you remember your friends and make sure that they remember you Stoners Unite